I'm glad we're in the house tonight that we still preach Jesus. We're still preaching revival. We're still believing in the greatness of God. Brother Barry comes, going to minister to us. Amen. Want him to come, whatever God's put in his heart, mind, and spirit. I'm ready to hear the word. Faith coming by hearing, hearing what? The word of God. A lot of stuff out there people can listen to and submit themselves to. But I want to submit myself to the word of God. To the man of God. To the voice of God. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome this pulpit here again tonight. God bless him. Come on, let's give that unto Jesus. Come on, do it like you mean it. Why don't you do it like you believe the miracle worker is really here? Why don't you clap in the manner that what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. You all don't know me. Brother Quinn, you knew me. Why, if you knew me, is it not a miracle that I'm here tonight? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. I said there's a miracle worker in the house. It might not be cancer, but what more miracle than to take a black heart, wash it with red blood, and make it white as the driven snow. Man, I love this Jesus of mine. He is so good. Man, he's so good. Man, it's so good to see the Fords, the older Fords back in the house of God. I know they've been being here, but my goodness is good. Now, this, this is something Haley was supposed to help us with, but it's getting us back to some normality or normalcy, and I, we don't know which word is correct, but whatever it is, we're getting there. Oh, so y'all don't like structure? You don't like to come in and you don't look around and say, well, they're so-and-so, they're parked, well, they belong, they belong. No, say, well, we get in a routine. But there's something secure. If I pull up in this church time and I'm not preaching, you haven't called and your vehicle's not here, there's a problem. When the first parking lot right there on the end is not filled with their vehicles, there's a problem. I said it's good to see them in the house of God tonight to bring back some normalcy to the house of God. It's good to be here tonight. Love and appreciate Pastor Moore, Sister Moore. And I told Brother Ford if my voice gives out, I'll hand him the mic. I've got a little bit of sinus stuff going on. And I preached harder this morning than I had intended. But it, it'll be okay. We'll do our very best tonight. If you have your Bible, you want to turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. To any guest in the house tonight, welcome in the name of Jesus. We're believing that God's going to do something mighty for you. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're in the right place. And if you're here and you don't even know if you want the Holy Ghost, I hope by the time we're finished, we've convinced you that you want the Holy Ghost. Because that's part, that's part of the, the deal there, seeking Him. So... Uh, and I'm glad to be here. Tell Sister Max Wayne we missed her tonight, brother. Let tell her to notice she wasn't here. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay to let people know that you miss them. Most people won't get the big head over that. A few will, but most won't. But it's uh, it's okay to tell people. Hey, brother Ernie Braden said he just didn't see you this morning, so I apologize for accusing you for not being here, not even being a witness to know you wasn't here. But I was just defending myself. 
He jumped on me first. That's my buddy back there. Jeremiah chapter 20, begin reading at verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and could not stay. Turning quickly to Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3. I never publicly say it, but man, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for my mother that for all those years she didn't, she didn't give up on me. Now, some of you may have given up on me in that, and I understand. That's all right. But she did not, you know, and, I, and I'm thankful for that. And if you've got praying parents, you should be thankful for that. That if you do stumble and fall, they'll be there to, to take up the slack make it back to the place of safety so it's uh i do appreciate her tonight in the house of god matthew chapter 3 verse 11 says i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than i whose shoes i am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with holy ghost and with fire and i'm gonna do my best tonight simply a message harnessing the fire Harnessing the fire. Pastor, could you pray? Lord bless you in Jesus' name, and you may be seated. Pastor, this is going to be one of those messages that you will do extremely well with, so if my voice gets out, I told Brother Ford I'd hand him the mic, but I'll just hand you the mic, or you have your own. You just turn it on and roll on. This won't be, any, this won't be uncharted territory for you tonight. There's three simple ingredients that is required for a fire. There first, there must be fuel to burn. Then there must be oxygen. It has to breathe. It has to be at 15% oxygen in order for there to be a fire. And then there has to be a source of ignition. There has to be a source of heat, a source of spark, something to take and to, to generate the fire. And it's History and science will tell you that the, the biggest step forward for mankind, and I'm, I'm not going to try to cross your theology tonight, so please don't micromanage me while I preach. I believe the Bible to the nth degree. I still believe it's literal, Pastor. But give me a little leadway here. But history and science will tell you that the single biggest step for mankind in their progression in life was their ability to know how to harness fire. Any scientist you turn to, any historian, whether they're Christian or otherwise, or they're secular and believe in no God, the thing that they will tell you is that when man began to learn how to control fire and to start a fire and ignite a fire and to replicate a fire, it was the single, single biggest step forward that mankind had ever taken. 
And it was that when men, when mankind began to look around and they would see a lightning strike and they would see that a burning tree or burning fire would put off heat and it would put off light and, and, and there was wild beasts that would not come near the fire and uh, they began to understand that this fire had power. And they began to realize that there would be power in them harnessing the fire and learning how to control the fire. So, so they went about replicating it or, or maybe they grabbed the fire from a lightning strike. And uh, from there when they would get the fire, if they didn't replicate it with a flint or a stone, it says that they would take and they would protect the fire. Somebody's job was to always keep the coals hot. It was always someone's job back then to take and to ensure that there, there was something to start the fire from. And it, it was that their life began to change and the things that they ate and ingested began to change with, the, uh, with the, them beginning to harness the fire. Believe it or not, young people, there was once upon a time that you didn't stri strictly turn the knob and the fire came forth. Now, I don't remember those days. There may be someone here that does. I don't think so. But uh, there was a time where you didn't just smash a button or turn a knob and the fire was there to cook the meal. It wasn't always that easy. It was, uh, it was more cumbersome. But, but man took a leap forward. And it was that when they began to cook their food, it is healthier and that they could take in when they cooked the vegetables and the roots and the different things. Uh, the body was able to digest the proteins and therefore their diet became healthier. And uh, when they learned to cook with a the fire, they could consume more meat. Uh, and it wasn't raw or undercooked and they didn't get the disease and the viruses and the different thing uh, from the meat. So it, it changed the way they ate and it, uh, it changed the things that they took in. And it, it also changed the fact that when the sun went down, they didn't necessarily have to stop uh, what they was doing because now there was a source uh, of heat from the cold and there was a, a source of light to work by. And, the, and there was a source that would take and run off the wild beast and the mosquitoes. Uh, uh, praise God in South Mississippi that something would keep them away or or the horse flies daughter-in-law right any flying objects that uh, the fire would help to push away it, it was a welcome thing uh, that that would happen and uh, and with the harnessing of the fire they begin to learn different things and uh, they begin to be able to take and to bake the clay tools and they become hardened to the point that, that they could use them as weapons whether uh, whether it was a, for the gardening or whether it was a tool for the gardening or for cooking or or maybe an arrowhead or a knife or whatever it was and, and then they began to learn that they there was metal and there was ore in the earth and, and the fire would take and allow them to bring that out to, and to make something out of it. And, uh, and it changed where they lived. It said they began to track uh, the charcoal and the things that were found. And, and they found that they no longer just stayed in the warm areas. But uh, they began and they tracked uh, charcoal and, and soot and stuff. They tracked it all the way uh, to the Arctic Circle a long time ago. Because man now had a source of heat. Uh, a source of something to take uh, and to help him. So uh, him being able to harness and control the fire. Uh, it changed what he ingested. It changed the way he lived. It changed the way he walked. It changed everything about him. And with that change, you might not think it tonight, 
But the beginning of the harnessing of fire is the only reason that you didn't walk to church tonight or you didn't take and hitch up the wagon because it was this that caused the combustion engine to come about. Now, myself, I'm not a mechanic, and Brother Quinn has explained this to me before, and Elder Brother Ford could tell me, but it is that in this piston that, that when it comes up, you have a little squirt of gas, am I correct? And you have some, you have some air that it pulls, and when it comes down, it combusts it, and you have a little ignition of fire, and there's your power, and your horsepower comes from that. So it's the harnessing of the fire originally that got us to the point that we were able to drive to church tonight. Can anybody say amen? I knew you'd be happy about that. Most of you don't remember cooking over a, an open fire. I don't either. I did it when I did it. It was a camping trip, and I did it on because I wanted to, and I don't do that anymore. So praise be to God. But I'm thankful for the invention and the harnessing of fire that took and protect, propelled us uh, to where we are. And it, it made us as a society better than we are. A winter is coming and uh, with that will come the warmth. And, and I, I know most of us will go over to the wall and bump down the thermostat. But uh, some still takes and they grab wood and they put it on the fire. Uh, and the warmth that comes from the fire will heat their home. And uh, this still happens in certain places. Uh, Brother Ferguson can attest to this that when we're in Africa, you'll see bicycles with men and women walking beside them because they have them laden down with sacks full of charcoal. It's, it's a big problem with deforestation there because they need the charcoal to cook and to heat and to light their place. So they're constantly cutting down all the trees, but it's very important. It's one of their main things that they sell and do outside of food. But it's because somewhere along the way that they learned to harness the fire. Now, man did not invent fire. He did not create fire. Fire from the very beginning was here when God spoke the worlds into existence. When he spoke all the elements into their place, with that became all the necessary items to have a fire. Whether it was lightning or a volcano erupting or whatever it might be, it was God that first initiated the fire. And we can look in the Old Testament not, not long after we begin there. And he mentioned tonight about calling Abraham out of the land of the Ur of the Chaldees, uh, that we find that God begins to represent himself as fire. Uh, not only just in the similitude, uh, but he began to speak from the fire. Uh, it was with Abraham when he made a covenant with him uh, and the sacrifices were offered. Uh, it said that the fire it took and made its way in and out uh, between the sacrifices, uh, representing the power, uh, the authority, and the acceptance uh, of God Almighty. Uh, it was the burning bush that spoke unto a man called Moses and said go back to Egypt and lead my people out. It was a flame in the form of God on a mountain that did burn that caused the children of Israel to fear and to tremble at the very presence of God. It was a very fire that takes in the pillar form and it led them through the wilderness as a similitude of the guidance and the sovereignty of who God was. It was 
these things that God began to represent and begin to lay out there. The consuming fire that fell on Elijah's sacrifice was none of the more than the anointing and the approval of God Almighty. It was the fire that was talked about in Jeremiah when he said, I'm not going to talk anymore about it. I'm not saying no more good things. I'm not talking anything. There's going to be nothing else come out of these lips. But he sat there, began to suck his thumb. And all of a sudden, he began to think, when I think of the goodness of God and all that he does for me, he said, hey, it was like a fire that was shut up on the inside of me. And I had to tell somebody about it. If I shout, you know I'm shouting from a life that's been set free. If I dance, no, I'm dancing about a past that's been washed clean. Hey, I don't know about you, but I know a little about Jeremiah's fire on the inside that something will get a hold of me and say, you know what? When I think about Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries happy. That was the fire. And the fire did not change in the New Testament. When God began to take, and we read here tonight, and John began to say also, he said, John said, you know what? I'm baptizing you into repentance, but there's coming one. And matter of fact, I think I see him coming down the dusty road. I'm not even worthy to touch his feet, those dirty feet that have been walking up and down the roads of Jerusalem and Nazareth. I'm not worthy to touch them. But when he gets here, he's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. He's going to do more than put you under water. But when you go down and you come up, he's going to begin to baptize you with a substance and with a power and with a fire on the inside that you will not know what to do with. Brother Ford, you got your Bible. Turn for me to Acts chapter 2 and get your microphone and stand up. You can't sit down and read this. And Jesus was saying unto his disciples, he began to say unto them, hey, there's coming a day when I'm going to give you power. And he began to tell them, he says, hey, I'm going away, but I'll come again. I'll not leave you comfortless. I'll not leave you alone. But I'll be back here to be a part of you and to be with you. He said, and I want you to go and I want you to tarry in the upper room. He said, and when you get there, he said, something's going to happen. Something's going to take place there and I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you authority. Peter you think you're scared but just go wait a little while. I'm going to give you something that will give you something to dance about. Something to shout about. The fear of the soldiers will be gone. The fear of the Sadducees and the Pharisees will be gone. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to do you. I'm going to feel you. Know you not that I and the Father is one and I'm going to be in you and you and me I'm going to anoint you I'm going to baptize you I'm going to give you Holy Ghost and fire and so it was that here we are. We got 120 scared souls in the upper room. And here we get to where we are. And Brother Ford's going to read. Brother Ford, read for us and read it like you mean it. Read this like you have been in an upper room experience. That you are not your own. That you've been bought with a price. That such were some of you before. But now because what happened right here in the book of Acts. You're not that 
Look, I was a little disappointed earlier when we sang that song. Let's get over, baby. When we sang that song, if I shout, no, I'm shouting if I dance because there was a lot of just starchy people in the house of God which is not usual for Bendale but I can tell you what I can roll the clock back about three years from here and I can take you to a Sunday night when it all began a long time ago and somebody would get up from about right here and he'd begin to do this number right here and he'd begin to do this number right here across the front and you want to know what he don't care if you didn't like it he doesn't care if you didn't care he's dancing because God made him to dance he's shouting because God made him to shout you want to know why I dance? Because you don't know my past. You want to know why I'm shouting? Because you don't know all the details. You want to know why I'm shouting? I've been washed. I've been clean. I've been made whole. Man, we're known for being a little out of hand. And you want to know why? Because we got something on the inside that the world doesn't have, but the world needs it. I said the world needs it. You want to know why Sister Deanna took off running? She's one of the last ones to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She still knows what it's like to be dirty and not to be saved. But you know what? I'll run because I'm running for him. I'll dance because he washed me. I'll dance and I'll shout because he filled me. All right, Brother Ford, let's read. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. You know what happened, Brother Ford? Hallelujah. The piston went up, oh, yeah. and suddenly, there's a little spark. There's an ignition. There's 120 sacrifices. And now, I said now, there is a source. There's a source of ignition when it comes down. And suddenly, and suddenly, come on, Brother Ford, read. suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mountain. Win and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Like as what? And it set upon like what? them cloven tongues like, like as, as a, a fire. fire. Like as a Hallelujah. fire. Combustion immediately it came down and it began to burn. Something man had never experienced before. Jeremiah's fire was now on the inside. The burning bush was now on the inside. Let me tell you something. Every fire of sacrifice in the Old Testament was now on the inside of 120 men and women. And now earthen vessels, just like you and I, they're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it's combusting. They don't know what to do with it. You want to know why Pastor Moore does this number sometimes and acts all out of sorts? Because there's a fire on the inside. Come on, brother, finish that up. Go all the way to verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Somebody let me listen the other night to a minister at Brother Young's church. He's a black man. He said, if, the whole, if all your Holy Ghost does and makes you speak in tongues, he said, give it back because it's a waste of your time. But if the Holy Ghost changes you, if it rearranges you, if it makes you something different, if it makes you act a little weird, you don't know what? That's Holy Ghost. That's Holy Ghost fire. That's what it's all about. 
hey, this is not just religion. This is not make-believe. But there's something on the inside that I can't contain. But you want to know what? I'm going to let it burn. I'm going to let it burn. I'm going to let it take and burn everything out of me. You want to know what? When you begin to harness this fire, you'll eat differently. What you take in will be differently. You'll take it everywhere you go. It'll change where you go. It'll change the way you live. It'll change the way you act. It'll change everything about you. But you got to get it. It can't just be Holy Ghost. It's got to be Holy Ghost and fire. Let me tell you something. Edith May Wilson didn't just have the Holy Ghost. At 90 years old, what do you think makes a lady? It's fire. I said it's fire. Shut up in my bones. I said it's Holy Ghost fire. Man. I tell you what, if I went somewhere where I didn't feel him, I'd quit going. I'd change churches, but I want to feel him. I want to feel that burning. I want to feel it on the inside of me. It's Holy Ghost of the fire. Sister Moore, y'all come on. Y'all come on. Man, I tell you what. Sister Melanie, that's it. That's what Holy Ghost does. You say, why is she crying and weeping in the middle of the Holy Ghost? It burns differently for everybody. I said it burns. It burns. It burns the impurities out. It burns. It changes. It makes you different. It makes you a new creation. Come on, singers. Let me tell you something. Man, I tell you what, if I was having family trouble, man, I'd get a red hot Holy Ghost fire going in there. It won't want to be one of these old poor pitiful me things, Sister Helen. I can't count the times, and I know there's more than just me, when they've talked to you. And we'll talk about the Word of God, and those tears begin to do, and she'd begin to do that number. You want to know what it is? It's fire. You want to know what it is? It's fire. It's not just a word, but it's burning. I said it's on the inside of me, like a fire that's burning, that's consuming me. Man, when Brother Ford, when he tells that story about every time when he was young and he'd go into the break room and he says, you know what? He said, I'd just fall into it. You want to know why? It was consuming him. The things had changed. You was no longer consuming the word, but it was consuming you. You want to know what causes a drug addict to lay it all down? Brother Andy, you want to know what it causes somebody like me to turn around and to walk a different way? It's a fire. If I just had religion, I wouldn't have never made it. If I just had what some people had, I'd be no good. But I needed some substance. I needed some power. I needed some authority. I needed some fire burning on the inside of me. If I shout. You know I'm shouting because of fire that has been set. I've had some low days, Brother Ferguson. 
Man, I, I don't even know if there's much left but smoke. But Brother Ford, I found my way to a place. And I got down and I said, breathe, breathe. Until finally it began to burn. And I made my way back to the house of God. And somebody said, hey, brother, you yet holding on? Are you yet holding on? And take you somewhere. Take you to the altar and let it burn. Come on. Come on, they're going to sing. They're going to sing. Let me tell you something. We was born in the fire. The three Hebrew boys, they come out with not even the smell of smoke on them. It was fire. It was pure, unadulterated fire that was burning off the chains, the shackles, the bands, and everything. There was no harm done. Man, I tell you what. I like, I like saints that embarrass you. Man, Uncle Marshall didn't always get up at the right times. Man, he didn't always go up there to lasso that calf when everybody thought he ought to. And to dance and prance across the front. And people's thinking, my God, what's wrong with him? I was 52. I think it was when God found me and he saved me and he filled me with the Holy Ghost. That's what's wrong with me. I said, that's what's wrong with me. I got something on the inside that I can't contain. It burns. It burns. It burns. Come on. Man, if you ain't got nothing but a smoke and nothing but just, hey, let me tell you something. Man, you get a hot fire and it's too close to something you don't want to burn and the smoke stops, you're in trouble. When the fire's burning and there's no smoke, we got problems if it's too close to the trailer. Ain't no doubt. Man, if I was you tonight and I had smoke on my fire, I'd say, you know what? When I leave here tonight, I'm going to let it burn. Sister Linda, you want to know what's going to get Montana out of there? It's what the man of God prophesied the other night and letting it burn. Every time you get around her, say, baby, baby, it's Holy Ghost and fire. That's what's going to do it. It's going to be Jesus and Holy Ghost and fire. Do we still believe it? I said, do we still believe it? That it's the power of the Holy Ghost. Are we still an upper room church? Are we still Pentecostal? Do we still know how to dance? Do we still know how to burn? Do we still know how to do it? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Brother, sing it. Whoever's singing, y'all sing it. Sing it hard. Sing it loud. Baptize me, Jesus. Baptize me, Jesus. With the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. Hey, when you do all the power, I shall have your word. Your word is so. Satan been busy. Satan is trying to turn me around. I'm determined. Come on. Get you some Holy Ghost tonight. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, it's a good night to get it. It's a good night to get Holy Ghost and fire. Catch on fire tonight. With the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. When you do all the power. I shall have power. Your words are so. Satan is busy. Satan is busy. Trying to turn me around. Trying to turn me around. But I'm determined. But I'm determined. But I can't do it. There's just no way. I just can't do it. Not till you baptize me. 
forget all the promise of the Lord. When all of a sudden the Holy Ghost came like a rushing mighty wind, it filled everybody and the whole house they were sitting in. So baptize me, Jesus. They were surprised at what was happening here. They marveled, saying one to another, Hey, look, they're all speaking in other tongues. Well, Peter, he got up and started preaching. He said, Repent and be baptized. He told everybody, Do it in the name of Jesus Christ. So baptize me, Jesus. Baptize me, Jesus. Jesus. Baptize me, Jesus. Oh, 
send it on down, send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it on down, send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Uh -huh. Send it on down and, and what was it? For you to send the fire. Our hearts are hurting. Is that the one I was just singing? That ain't it. I don't think. What I'm thinking. Let's sing it. Send it on down. Everybody's help us sing. Are you in a hurry? Let's get the fire burning. You're going to need the fire tomorrow. You're going to need some fire that you can throw a little extra wood on tomorrow. <laughs> Let it keep on burning. Hey, you ain't got to worry about any wind. We read it. He said it like a mighty rushing wind. He said it, and the fan is in his hand. I said, the fan is in his hand. Oh, come on now. He's blowing. He's waving. Yeah, he's waving that fan tonight for the flame to keep on burning hot and bright. Yeah, he's like a refiner's fire, like a fuller's soap. He's going to clean you up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Send it on down. Send it on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Send it down.
sit it down. I said, well, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Sit it down. Sit it down. Holy Ghost and fire sent down from God out of heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost tonight? Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now, we're nothing without it. We need more of it. Walk more in it. Let it have its way in our lives. You know, Northern California right now is burning up with fires. And one of their biggest problems, the winds. Creating their own little tornadoes and things of this nature. And it just, just burning places up. Evacuations by hundreds and thousands of people. Amen. Fire. Amen. Fire. I thank God for the Holy Ghost and fire that's in this house. And it can be in our lives. I'm glad he didn't just fill the room. But he filled 120 vessels. And they didn't just keep it locked up in a room. In an upper room. But they come out of that spilling out of that upper room. Amen. With a noise. And a fire burning out of their lives. That impact them around. In fact when you slip over about the fourth chapter. We read all over again about the Holy Ghost moving. And the operation of it. I thank God for the Holy Ghost tonight. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Burry, for the word tonight. Hallelujah. We need that. We need that passion, amen, to burn in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. I want to tell you something. You're going to burn with something. Now, that's just the facts of it. You're going to burn with something. I can be from laziness to making money to whatever. Everybody's going to burn with some form and passion of passion for something. I want to have us in this church, I mean, have a passion for God and the things of God and for the Holy Ghost. Man, it all, it all lines back up the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the fruits of the Holy Ghost. All of this brings you right back to the Holy Ghost. Brings you right back to that place. And with that Holy Ghost and fire that's burning in our life, hey, it keeps the iniquity out. Keeps the iniquity out. Thank God for it tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate this good church. Let's continue to pray uh, for one another. Hey, we're, we're, we're definitely living in trying times. And uh, if, if our country, I'm telling you, it needs our prayers. Our president, uh, the whole situation, and it's just, you know, it's just a mess. And, but you and I, let's pray. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for one another. Let's pray for uh, this church, this community. Uh, different ones not here tonight, some sick, different things going on in their lives. And, but God's a healer. God's a blesser. God's a way maker. And, and we just want this Holy Ghost to fall upon our loved ones, our friends, our neighbors. Amen. The world's turning to all type of elements. Amen. Trying to find the energy and the ability to cope with life and deal with life. I'm glad we got the word of God. I'm glad we got the Holy Ghost. I mean, all said and done. You know, if you, you just watch some of them, uh, really what they're looking for is the Holy Ghost. Some of us would be strung out on some of that if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost. We didn't have the Holy Ghost to fall back on. And for it to move in our lives, we'd be in a bind. Man, hallelujah. Praise God. Man, thank God for the Holy Ghost. It's joy. Amen. That's where you got your strength. And so we're just excited about it and what it's doing for us and helping us. Amen. If you can't get excited about the Holy Ghost, then you don't have a right to get excited about nothing else. Praise God. That's, that's the way I just look at it. You know, I mean, nothing tops the church. Nothing tops church. Uh, the Holy Ghost and living for God. Amen. We're the most blessed people they are. We love you tonight. Appreciate your birthdays. Got any birthdays? Let me take a chance. Look. Who? Sister Teresa. That's right. My Lord, today, today, today. I told her happy birthday. It slipped my mind already. All right, Sister Teresa. Anyone else? 
Brother Josh Clark, you have a birthday? Last Sunday? We sing to you last Sunday? We did? Yeah, okay. Well, praise God. He, he wasn't here, I don't think. Anyone else? Let's sing happy birthday, Sister Tanika. Sister, I don't know. They dragging on that. <laughs> All right. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. I don't think so. All right. If not, let's stand together. Love you. Appreciate you. Keep one another in prayers. Uh, and I'm serious about, come on, let's pray for our country. Let's pray. We're living in it. It, it does make a difference. And our prayers can make all the difference in the world. Okay? God bless you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord. God bless you.